Wellness Warriors! How are you doing? This is Dr. Katrina Nieskern, physical therapist and coach, and I'm coming to you live on this beautiful day here to inspire, uplift, and motivate you, sharing some information, insight on our four pillars of wellness, which is mind, body, soul, and spirit. I'm here to help you to inspire you, to educate you, to uplift you, and to grow right alongside you. I hope you get the most from this podcast, and if you do, please share, like, comment, leave a review, and uh, give it to someone else. Hopefully that maybe we can make a difference in their lives as well. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Wellness Warriors. Welcome to this episode. I am here with Pete Montepillier, who is a coach, but he is branching a little bit more into the wellness space. And he's going to share his story and journey as well as opinions on wellness and how that looks in mind, body, spirit, and soul. So welcome, Peter. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Katrina. Thank you so much for having me. So why don't you tell us a little bit of your wellness journey? Sure. Um, So my wellness journey actually started way back in 1992. Um, I have been a fitness coach, trainer, strength coach, um, administrator. I actually owned uh, three physical therapy clinics. I'll have to tell you about it one time Mm. here in the New York metropolitan area. Um, And several businesses in the wellness community, um, my largest of which uh, included physical therapy center with personal training and yoga and massage and all of the, you know, the general wellness things. Um, And so I've been doing this literally all my life. Um, my background is in sports. I've been an athlete all my life, and I've trained mostly athletes. But um, recently, um, I'm, I'm 51. Recently, I, when I hit 50, um, I decided to take a slightly different journey. I guess it was hitting 50. Um, made me want to look more into the uh, wellness sector of anti-aging and, and biohacking and how I could continue to compete in sports for a very long time. Um, not have to give them up. And I still do. I still compete in four different sports, um, still train for them, um, but want to take care of my body. So the idea is um, one of my favorites, Peter Atia. I'm sure you know Dr. Atia, uh, calls it the Centenarian Olympics. Mm. So I'm pretend that I'm currently training for the Centenarian Olympics. <laughs> um, so the idea then being, you know, what I've learned in my lifestyle and, and wellness to be able to help others to achieve this peak performance and longevity and take this path down, uh, hopefully living to, uh, you know, a long time where we have a great health span and a longer lifespan. I love that. So then how would you speak to the whole mind, um, body, spirit, and soul aspects as far as how they relate in your own personal wellness journey, maybe how they've developed and changed, and, and also maybe what sure. they, how you broach that with your clients or people that you mentor? Yeah, um, I think the main thing um, that I've learned and that I practice and that I like to teach and preach to people is that they're all 
connected. They're all interconnected. Um, that they overlap, and I like to think of them, you know, as a Venn diagram, sort of, where there are these interlap, interconnected, interlapping circles. So none of them really stand alone by themselves. That's not that an individual couldn't practice one if they were more interested in, let's just say, the spirituality and meditation side of things. That's wonderful, um, and one can certainly choose to do that. Um, but my suggestion, and what's really worked for me, is to sort of figure out a nice balance between mind, body, and spirit, um, and to incorporate these three things, not in excess of any one of them, but um, again, using this kind of overlap principle where each and every day, this is on a daily basis, you're practicing within each of those different areas a little bit, and, and I think it's the culmination of the three of them, the sum of the three of them that actually ends up giving us our greatest wellness journey. That, that this is my opinion and how I practice it and like to think of it. A hundred percent. And I agree with that um, as well. So then you said, you know, spending equal amounts of time or practicing, but what does that look like? Like what does time and mind look like for you? And what does time and body look like for you? And what time, what well, time and spirit? So I think one of the things that has positively happened um, as a result of our quarantine and, and COVID lockdown um, is a slowing down. And I, I hope that a lot of people have seen this or learned this and actually taken the time to perhaps step back a little bit because we've been forced to, but um, open up some new areas and some new avenues um, where maybe we were too busy, too fast, didn't have time, you know, all those sorts of things. So, for example, one of the things that I have found during this quarantine and that I did not do or wasn't doing prior was simply going for an early morning walk. Um, it's not fitness based. It is literally just to when the sun is shining, it's most nice, but to get out in, in nature, to get out in the sun um, and just go for a walk around the neighborhood um, and get some fresh air, get some light. Um, sometimes, not all the time, I will listen to some music. My music of choice is usually some gospel music, um, certainly not anything that's kind of, you know, I'm not trying to, to massively raise cortisol at that time. I'm actually trying to slowly yeah. um, awaken. And it just so happened that one day my path in my walking took me past um, the church, and I decided to stop into this. The church was open, not open, uh, you know, to the public. Let's say for large congregations, but you could go in one at a time, keep social distancing. I stopped in, and what a great place to meditate! And what a great place just to be still, um, and just go in and sit and listen to your breathing, concentrate on your breathing, try to sometimes think about nothing, maybe say a prayer. Um, and then from there, come home, take a cold shower, <laughs> yep. jump into some cold, cold thermogenesis, and then I'm just ready. Um, and, and this has all been while I've increased my fasting, I should add. Um, oh, okay. So while I'm, I'm doing all of this morning, this new morning routine, yeah. um, I'm also, as I was saying, interconnected here. So I go outside, have my spirituality, connecting with nature, getting grounded, um, you know, stopping by the church and getting some meditation and some stillness, come home. And then my physical part, I guess you could say, starts. Um, and I start with the cold thermogenesis and fasting. I'm um, considering that to be somewhat physical as well. How long um, so do you all fast? Things coming together. I fast for 16 hours. I also do the cold shower. Um, how long do you fast? Yeah. And when do you break your fast? 
Yeah, I've actually been doing the same thing. I've been um, to use a different phrase. You know, all these different phrases that come come and go around with fasting. Um, I guess you could say um, I may be liking it more to time restricted feeding. Yep. Um, and so I get all of my calories in between twelve noon. Um, and 8 p.m. So I've been doing 16-8 as a general rule, 16 hours of fasting, and then all of my calories within an eight-hour window. Yeah, that's similar to what I do. I find it yeah. very – it helps digestion, mental clarity, energy, all the all the above. Yes, no question. I think um, – and, and interestingly enough, even the health of the skin. I've had a yeah. couple of people tell me that my skin looks better, and I attribute that, I think, a little bit again to everything, less stress. Yeah. Um, well, it know, stimulates less, less stem, yeah. stem cell production, so definitely. But yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off about your morning. So you have that morning cold shower, you're fasting, and then continue with what you were – yeah, and then at 12 noon, I'll go ahead and, and break my fast. Um, and so even even with that, um, I've made a modification. I, I'd say because of sports um, in the past, oh, I don't know, I maybe was, I I'm, don't have exact figures with this, but I'd probably say maybe like 60, 40 plant-based to carnivore. Um, you know, I definitely was consuming um, pretty decent portions, let's say, of animal protein. And one of the things that I've also changed during this time um, with this new schedule um, is to really cut down on those animal proteins. And I, I'd probably say I'm a more like 80-20 now, plant-based. And Good for just you. Having, they yeah, say that's the best food. for anti-inflammatory. I'm still very high protein. It's just default. I focus better. Yeah. I feel more <laughs> satiated, but I know... For your kidneys and for decreasing mTOR and anti-inflammatory, 20%, they say, is kind of the best for longevity and health. Yes, yes. I'm trying to figure that balance out, and I think I'm just about there because it's interesting you mentioned mTOR because as an athlete, I'm constantly trying to open that, but you can't have it open all the time. Um, If it's open all the time, it simply leads to well many problems which we don't have to get into all the minute details but um let's just say a lot of oxidation and free radical damage um and so i'm now trying to figure out this balance and, and peter atiyah gets into this dr atiyah gets into this um quite often as well in terms of sort of opening it and then closing it and opening it and closing it so thomas delauer thomas delauer does too do you follow thomas delauer at all on oh, no, that's actually a name I'm not familiar with. I'll have to look yeah, him up. Look yeah. him up on YouTube because he's all about intermittent fasting, ketogenic diet. He has all, mm-hmm. like, science-based research stuff, but also in the physique aspect as well. And then yeah. I'm sure Dave Asprey, you follow him. Yes, Dave Asprey, yeah. Yeah, so those are good ones yeah. to look into. So that's mind and body. And then you did include spirit, just having kind of that meditation outlook and – I think that's one thing that's really missing, and at least for, like, me being an 80s child as well, like, growing up and what our society portrays is that health is, like, an image or a look. It's, like, being a certain size or shape or number on the scale or looking a certain way, and that's it's not about the body, and it's not about just the fitness and the diet. Like, people don't get, like they set themselves up saying, oh, I can't be healthy. It's like, well, you have to have your mindset. You have to believe that you can. You have to think positively as well because those negative thoughts 
increase cortisol may also impair and don't serve you to do all the good things that you're doing with diet and exercise and then that spirituality of being able to like meditate connect with your higher power for me too it's community having the socialization if you don't have a balance of all of those you can be working out and eating all the greatest things and still die at age 40 because you don't have the balance of all the other areas of life that we're supposed to experience as a human being in order for optimal wellness and hormonal function. And, and people don't get that and they don't know it because it's not advertised. It's not popular. And so that's one thing that I'm super passionate about as well as I think you are is just saying like, what does it look like to be well? We're so good at seeing what disease looks like and diagnosing disease, but let's define wellness and let's just optimize and, and head for that instead of learning how to diagnose something when it's too late. <laughs> Let's prevent it. I could not agree with you more. I think that is so accurate. And I, I think that is exactly what message you and I are trying to put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, so much so that I've actually sort of flipped my philosophy um, on this as well. I think the training aspect, when we talk about mind, body, spirit, um, the body in terms of the physical training or the exercise is actually the least important. I know, right? <laughs> but it is. But you're right, and I totally agree with you. It's usually, usually, it's 99% of the time where people want to start. For example, um, I'll get questions of primarily, "Can you give me a workout routine?" Mm-hmm. and I've begun to start saying Mm. politely are you sleeping eight hours (laughs) like the number one thing is like are you getting enough sleep question so in in essence what we're saying is yes exercise is important i mean we all know the benefits and you can just google resistance training and there's a million studies that come up on the benefits for men and women at any age for resistance training however however the things that we were talking about previously actually come before the exercise i don't care what kind of exercise you could do you could do a crossfit class you could bodybuild you could do yoga you can do all of the above but it really is your sleep we haven't gotten into sleep yet we can talk about that um how well one is sleeping and what your nutrition is like first i think one Mm -hmm. of them those are like the two most important choices uh i think that we make in the world for ourselves and nutrition yeah and the nutrition aspect i would even say before so just like you need sleep before you need exercise you need good gut biome before you need good nutrition you can be eating all the right things but if your gut isn't healthy you're not digesting or absorbing all those good things so it's like we need to get to the root cause and the root things before we even go to the next level and also like what's healthy and good for my blood type and body type you may have an allergy or food like restriction so just because kale is good for me doesn't mean it's good for you (laughs) like nobody gets that Right. And there are, there's so many levels to that and so many ways to attack it, whether uh, somebody uses something like Inside Tracker, if, you, if you're familiar with that, um, or uses a functional medicine doctor and gets mm-hmm. regular blood laboratory work, um, which is what I do. I go for my blood labs once every six months, and it's a detailed deep dive into that where I 
look into those things that you just mentioned, like food allergies. Where do you get um, tested? So and also, can I ask, I'm curious, like, what supplements sure. you take and also do you do caffeine? So those are, like, three questions I have. Like, what's your... Sure, sure. I'm sorry. And... I actually missed the first question. I apologize. What, what, where so, do I get the blood work, did you say? What do you get tested? So what, what all do you get tested every six months? And then what supplements do you take or do you believe in? And then what is your view yeah, on look, coffee and yeah. tea and caffeine? So Sure. So everything is tested um, from, you know, obviously the the important things like at the top of the list, let's say um, the things that could kill you if you're not, yeah. uh, if you're not healthy. So, you know, we're talking about triglycerides and, you know, deep dive into the particle size and, and yeah. all of that because there's a lot of controversy and moving around um, of that stuff. But um, blood sugar levels, obviously, glucose, um, and you know a number of those different things there, um, and then into inflammatory markers, hormones, especially um, for men and women. I shouldn't say especially uh, for any any population, but hormones, checking hormones, thyroid function, um, food allergies and sensitivities, vitamin levels, especially vitamin D. Mm -hmm. um, so a number of, of different things um, are getting looked at. Much more so. Um, and I'll just say this quickly. I'll add this in. Um, been trying to encourage as many people as possible. We had mentioned staying on the health and wellness side rather than the sick side of medicine um, to really seek out a functional medicine doctor and mm -hmm. do this deep dive in blood work because it's just so much um, more information than you would get from going to your primary care internist once a year and just getting a normal blood blood panel mm -hmm. to me it's like an x-ray of your true health somebody could feel healthy look healthy but when you get that blood work back it's really telling you you know what's going on inside of you biologically mm -hmm. and you ask about supplements so everything is my, my supplements are not random choices it's not like oh i read an article on fish oil or vitamin e so i think i'll take that um I select my supplements based upon that blood profile. So if something is deficient um, or low or I need to bring something up, um, then that's where I supplement. Mm. So everything for me now is driven off of everything. My, my nutrition, my supplements, everything, my training, everything is driven off of my blood biomarkers that I'll collect from a local, um, local functional medicine doctor here. Nice. Now, what about coffee? Because I have mixed feelings. Like, coffee is so great for autophagy, <laughs> and my brain is so clear. But then, you know, there's pluses and minuses to everything. Like, oh boy, yeah. Well, I should start by saying I am an avid coffee lover. Me so too. I might be slightly biased. Yay. I might be slightly biased. And I do get Dave Asprey's. I get the bull bulletproof, like mold free. I get that good quality stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, get the good quality. So yes, let's start there. Um, French press. Get the good quality stuff. <laughs> yeah, get you know, it, it, get organic coffee. Obviously, yes. we try to get as much organic fruit, fresh fruit and vegetables as well. But organic uh, coffee is vital because coffee, um, from what I have read anyway, is one of the crops that has the absolute most use of pesticides, pesticides. And, and things yep. in the world. But also try to get yeah, um, so a, you a, a, one, a one region area too because coffee also has the highest levels of mold, which is why I do get oh, Dave yeah. Asbury's bullet because he tests it for 40 different like molds and species and evidently America, we take the beans that other countries reject. So the amount of toxicities a lot of the headaches and fatigue and jitteries that we get is actually the pesticides and toxins and mold that's in our coffee 
And the whole thing with the French press or pour over is also yes. coffee makers have the highest level of bacteria because think of moisture sitting in there day after day and going through plastic and BPA. Like just take the little extra time to do a French press and brew it in a glass thing so you're not getting mold and you're not getting plastic in your coffee. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so you have to be very careful. Um you know about that and all of those things i completely agree with and and um you know you gotta be very selective with that that means hold on you're frozen i lost you so hold oh, okay. on you said that being said what now yeah um there are many antioxidants and polyphenols that yes. are found in coffee yep. so there's the you know same with chocolate your, you have your mold <laughs> and your toxins that you have to be careful of there's yep. a downside there's an upside um and the upside is just that there was um i forget the exact name of the research article and, and year uh, but there is a doctor here in new york out of nyu new york university uh, that did a study relating um coffee consumption to dementia and how the polyphenols in coffee um, can help to prevent um, dementia. So there's a lot of good things about coffee, but yes, like you mentioned, you've got to be careful of the source um, where you get it. Now, caffeine, um, I mean, caffeine, um, you either uh, have a high tolerance or a low tolerance to it, and mm -hmm. that's kind of not too hard to figure out. You'll know if you have a low low tolerance to caffeine and then certainly it'll affect your sleep and you've got to be careful there. So that's yeah. the downside. The upside, of course, is that it's good for sports performance. So yep. And brain performance. For workouts, so, it releases yeah. ketones and it helps your brain perform. Ketones, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> it's super good. It's just, I, I am good about timing it. I usually don't have it until 11. I have it between 11 and 2. Just because so it doesn't disrupt because I work out in the morning and stuff so it doesn't disrupt with my cortisol. I'll have green tea and stuff in the morning, but yes. I try to delay um, the coffee and I tend to do mostly half calf and I'll have a couple cups kind of throughout the day. It just helps kind of I don't know. It releases serotonin, even the smell of it, and even decaf has the same kind yes. of positive effect. Yes. So I, I I don't need it, but life is better with it, and I, I'm happier, <laughs> so why not? I totally agree. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to pick and choose, right? And that's, too, like the dark chocolate. I have. I use the Baker's chocolate, so the 100% dark chocolate. I have that every day. Um, that also has really good polyphenols and helps the good bacteria in your gut so yes yes um i'm trying to yes i do the same i use 100 percent dark chocolate i'm trying to think of the name of the, the company that i use starts with a p i'm probably gonna mispronounce i it. just um, get target the baker's chocolate because it's uh, cheap yeah, yeah it's you know, the two baker's bucks chocolate, yeah. <laughs> well this is you know, this is a hundred percent um organic dark chocolate um everything I that i've on. looked for that though it's like ten dollars a bar and i'm like i'm all oh, about I, being good but like okay. i don't know oh, this, is actually, this is actually a bag of chips it's a i'll, I'll have to forward you the, the information yes. it's actually a bag of chips yeah. so for example what i did when i broke my fast today i'll just tell you quickly since we're on the subject of dark chocolate um i cut up a honey organic honey crisp apple with a pear um added some uh, organic flax seed milk i've been using flax seed milk yeah. um put in two scoops of collagen protein 
cooking with some organic cinnamon and organic ginger, um, five grams of creatine, um, quarter cup of organic walnuts, um, and then added two tablespoons of these organic um, dark chocolate chips. And that, that was my... That sounds amazing. Breaking fast. No, I do the raw cacao nibs. I definitely do that at night in my night smoothie, but I like that, like, bite after lunch, like, when I break my fast, of that, like, square (laughs) of, like, dark chocolate, the consistency, and it makes you feel good. You get the polyphenols and serotonin without the insulin spike, and and it helps my tummy. It is, it does, it's like a digestive. It helps me digest and makes me happy. Yes, it really, really does. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so chocolate um, and coffee, I, I give them the thumbs up. <laughs> um, like everything else, moderation, right? We can yeah. certainly overdo it. Um, and uh, here, might be, here, here, I think maybe the hard part for people with coffee, but I strongly encourage if you can, um, and there are alternatives. I'll, I'll talk about alternatives in a second, but try to drink it black. Um, I do. But, I put salt in mine. But because it helps manage your electrolytes and also salt helps decrease cortisol. So and coffee yeah. kind of increases cortisol. So I put salt in everything like sea salt and it really helps yeah. my energy levels. And I actually crave like I love the taste of like salty coffee. <laughs> mm, I'll have to try that. I've actually not tried that. I'm going to give that a try. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you measure it out or? Nope, I just pour it in. But other things that you can do too is I would, I'll add cinnamon. If I, I used to like it sweet, but now I like it salty, especially when you're fasting. When you drink salty water, it decreases cravings. It helps manage, it helps you feel like you've eaten um, when you have salt in your water. Or, so. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give that a try tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's just like with everything. Like when you first had 100% dark chocolate, people are like, oh, my God. But it's all just based on oh, expectation. Yeah. So it's in, any, like with anything, you just get used to it. Totally true. Yeah, totally true. Cool. Yeah. Well, so. I had that experience getting used to things. And you said you had that experience getting used to things what? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I guess we got stuck there a little bit on the on the audio. But um, yeah, I was just agreeing with you. With a lot of these changes in nutrition um, that we talk to people about, um, you have to give yourself a chance to adapt to some new flavors and some new textures. Um, and if you do that and give yourself a chance, like you were just mentioning, um, you'll find you know, that eventually it actually becomes really good. And that becomes the quote unquote, the, the phrase of the day, the, the new normal. And yep. you don't need that sugary chocolate anymore because that 100% dark chocolate actually tastes pretty good. 100%. It's <laughs> but all you based... have to give yourself a chance to kind of get through that barrier. Yeah, it's all based on expectations. Yeah. And that's the whole mindset part of it where people are like, oh, well, I can't work out in the morning. Blah, blah. I'm oh, like, yes. well, you just told yourself you couldn't. Like, how about being open to trying it and like letting your body adjust because humans we are made to adapt and we it's all about that gene expression that biohacking you can literally be whatever you want to be if you want to be a morning workouter then act like a morning workouter and your body will adapt it will change when it releases cortisol i mean it may take time but it takes consistency and it takes practice like you can do anything that you want to do with enough time practice and mentorship and that's, but you have to believe it. If you say that you can't, then your body, your brain will literally prevent you from doing that because you're telling it not to. 
Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, it's been awesome talking to you. Where can people find? So, do you do so? You're you do some conditioning coaching, but you have a business too. So you help people kind of find their path, kind of like I do, as well. Like find yeah. their way into wellness, or what? Tell me what that looks like. What would it be like working with you? Yes. So um, I have a website um, called Team Apollon. Uh, Apollon is A-P-P-O-L-L-O-N. Yes, and I do online virtual coaching um, and help people within that that journey. So wherever they are um, or wherever they've been, um, obviously it's a deep dive assessment in the beginning of that type of stuff, you know, history, exercise history, food history, all of that stuff and collecting as much data um, as possible. Um, And then again, depending on where they are, I I always like to suggest, I'm just a big believer in in working nowadays with a functional medicine doctor. So if I can help them to find one in their area, I I have them where I live here and, and one person in particular, but you know, if they're in a different state um i'll help them to find one and ask them to get blood work and so forth um done that way because it just again working with the functional medicine doctor um just allows it just a whole nother level you know diving into that blood work and, and such um yeah and then it becomes an ongoing journey um, i always like to say that slow and steady i like to do things low and slow and, and me steady. too um, i'm the turtle yeah. i'm the turtle we we, yeah, we may be slow but exactly life right. is a marathon it's not a race right exactly so it's i'm glad you said that because the actual the, the one thing that i do not do and will not do if, if I get an email or a phone call asking me, you know, oh, I'm, well, th- this hasn't happened since quarantine, but obviously the kind of the normal one has been, oh, I'm going on vacation in, you know, four weeks. Can you help me lose 15 pounds? No, <laughs> no. I do not do that. And I won't do that. That's, no. Not sustainable. <laughs> Let's so make little, little baby changes. Yeah. We need those little baby changes that are sustainable. It's about, it's becoming a lifestyle and it's not just a phrase like you literally you need to do stuff that's sustainable like there's no short-term quick fix it's not it's not good for the body it's not going to last like if you truly want to become a different person like have a good reason a good why behind it and then you need to gradually become that person like if you do if you shock the system it's going to be a fight it's going to be hard and it's never going to feel natural but when you make those little baby steps and changes along the way you kind of don't really notice it until one day you're that person that you said you wanted to be amen i could not agree with you more it's exactly where you need to start The, the mindset is the place to start awesome well, where can people find you besides that website? And, of course, I'll put links in the show notes as well. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I'm also on Instagram at Coach Pete. Um, my Facebook is Pete Montpelier, Coach Pete. Uh, also is my personal Facebook where I have some nutrition and you know wellness stuff on there as well. But then also the Team Apollon um, Facebook page um, has we just started the other day. So those are, those are really the main things, Instagram, Facebook. Sweet. 
And yeah. uh, if you had one book and or one podcast to recommend for our listeners, it could be wellness or not wellness recommended. What would you sure. recommend? Um, well, uh, I'll, two books. So I'll go quickly for you. That's <laughs> fine. One. That's um, fine. Exactly what, exactly what we were just talking about. Um, mindset and, and developing habits. So uh, James Clear is the author and the book is called Atomic Habits. Oh, one of my faves. <laughs> Yeah, so you know it, and I actually ask the new people um, that I work with to please read that book um, if yes. they would, because that's exactly what we're like you were saying, where we need to start developing these tiny little habits that end up being massive, explosive changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one is a book um, that came out not too long ago, just a few months ago, um, by a PhD, David Sinclair, uh, mm. who is a um, research, a genome researcher, geneticist at Harvard, and mm-hmm. the name of his book is Lifespan. I so bought that. It's on my Audible books. I just haven't listened to it awesome. yet. <laughs> resveratrol and NAD. You'll learn all yes. about resveratrol and NAD. So they've been, they have been added to my, my supplement list. Obviously, that doesn't come up in the blood work. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, resveratrol and NAD has been added to my supplements as a result I of... I take NAD. Yeah, I take NAD for sure. Got to lengthen those telomeres. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then if you had one wellness tip only to give our listeners, what would you say? If you could only oh, give them one thing. Yeah, please, please sleep. Um, mm. Please improve your sleep. I mean, if you're getting eight hours already, you are actually – um, more than 75% of the way there. Sleep is number one. Um, another book, Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep. Yep. Um, if you read that book, it will scare you into yes. sleeping. That's how important well, it is. And quality over quantity. So even if you're in bed for eight hours, being sure to wear the blue light blocking glasses, be sure you're yeah. getting in the deep REM phase and not disrupting your circadian rhythm. So you're getting that deep, deep quality sleep. Hundred percent. All of those little tricks that will help, including keeping the room cool. Yep. Um, we've now run EMF free, so we unplug Wi-Fi at night and pull everything out of the wall um, to keep the EMF down. Nice. I'm not going to see on the video, but I have my infrared light on me now as yes. the sun is going down here in New York. Yeah. Uh, so I have no LEDs. I have candles, candlelight, and uh, and infrared light. Good for you. That's awesome. Those are my goals. Right now I'm with a roommate, but that is definitely, I have goals to set up my whole biohacking home. So that sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Pete, for joining me. It was really a pleasure getting to know you. I have a feeling this is the beginning of a a long relationship of biohacking exchange and wellness wellness journey sharing. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes. All right, Wellness Warriors. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And again, if you got anything from it, please leave a review. Good, bad, ugly, positive, whatever it may be. I want to grow and become a better person for you um, to better help you and grow along this journey of wellness. And again, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Wellness Warriors Unite and we do it anyway. Love you.